This is the Edge of Innovation, Hacking the Future of Business. I'm your host, Paul Parisi. And I'm Jacob Young. On the Edge of Innovation, we talk about the intersection between technology and business, what's going on in technology, and what's possible for business. Hi, and welcome to the Edge of Innovation. I'm Paul Parisi, and you're listening to part three of our interview with Amanda Greaves, who is an interior designer on the North Shore, Massachusetts. So let's listen into part three of our discussion with Amanda Greaves. So now you focus on three areas. That's hospitality, residential, mm-hmm. and commercial. Mm-hmm. What's different? I guess hospitality is like a hotel. Well, hospitality is a combination of a few different things. Hospitality, for me, started out primarily as restaurants restaurant design and this hotel is it's a it's a great undertaking for us but yes that is very clearly hospitality then commercial that has a very wide breadth to it as well office buildings i've done a couple dentist offices That was a small one, and to be quite honest, I don't do dentist offices anymore because there are designers out there that are specializing in that. There are certain needs that certain businesses require. For example, dentist offices, there's a whole cabinetry language that has certain, shall we say, IKEA-type modules that fit together the way they need to for the chairs and for the lights and for the equipment that you use for a dentist. And I had a choice a long time ago. Do I really want to get into this modular stuff that, you know, yes, it's a matter of picking the right plastic laminate or Corian countertop or, or beyond that, and I chose not to. So whenever I had the next dentist, I politely referred them to another sure. designer, a friend of mine. We just finished some conference rooms at a biotech lab, okay. and we've done three of them so far, and that's a matter of making sure that they have the right equipment for their conference room table, getting all the furniture in, but also making it look good, have it be very interesting when it comes to a lot of the technological aspects, mm-hmm. such as the type of screen and how it works. Mm-hmm. That's somebody else's job. What we want to know is how big is the screen sure. and how much space do you need for the equipment? Because okay. then we will design around that. So you sort of mentioned some restaurants. Mm-hmm. So one of my pet peeves in restaurants for fine dining is mm-hmm. I want I want quiet. Maybe you're not looking in the right spot. We just had a meeting with a sound engineer on Tuesday, in fact, and with respect to New England specifically, there's a lot of mom and pop restaurants around here, a lot. And a lot of the larger chain restaurants have the financial ability and the whereabouts to be able to get sound deadening materials integrated within the design from the beginning. We did TWK, which is, it's called the Waterford Kitchen in Winchester. And because there were so many different surfaces, the sound issue in that restaurant was negated as opposed to what I'm working on in Groton right now. It's one big open space. So the larger the space, the harder the materials. For example, if you have a sheer wall with just all glass windows and a concrete floor and, you know, plaster walls and and just a hard ceiling, it's going to be loud in there. Mm -hmm. We have to soften it up with, they have acoustical materials that you can spray on the ceiling. You can also get foam core boards that you can apply in various locations that have fabric or printed on them. 
but it, it's for some when you're building it new yes it should be because there's two different ways you can go you can you can build a movie theater and all of the sound gets absorbed and you can hear people breathing if that's what you really want but you don't want that much quiet in a restaurant because it's awkward whereas the complete opposite if you go to a lot of the breweries these days concrete floor because it's less expensive they may have brick walls they've got steel on the ceilings and big windows it's all very hard so it reverberates it's a very fine line and you know there is a technical value to it i don't know specifically what that is and that's where i rely on the team member of the sound engineer yes Personal opinion. Depends um, on the people, depends on the day, depends on the season. Never. Well, and that's it. And it's, I think, for some of the more affluent restaurants that we have the ability to design with, they have resources to have a sound engineer come in and give us the proper advice as to you have this many square feet, you have these types of surfaces, this is the type of solution that we are suggesting in order to get your sound down. You know, we went to a restaurant that opened a couple of years ago, uh, not a, a fine dining hall, mm-hmm. but I was just shocked at how loud it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, we literally had to say, is there any else where else we need to go? We couldn't even hear each other. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, how did you think this was a good idea? Sometimes they don't think of it at all, yeah. and un- that's unfortunate. And then you'll s- you can go into a lot of places where you see they thought of it after the fact, and you'll see the colorful squares on the ceiling, or you'll see some sort of what looks like a wrapped piece of foam core or something in fabric up on the wall. Added on. Adds on later, yes. But isn't I mean, those subtleties, I, I guess... Ideally. Correct. A lot of I still don't necessarily have a mission statement, if you will, yeah. but for me as a designer, everybody always says, Oh, that must be so much fun. You get to play with fabrics, you can pick your paint colors. And yes, it is a lot of fun, but what there's a lot of details in the Pretty pictures that I have on my website are quite literally just a day with a photographer running around, stylizing, saying, take a picture of this, take a picture of that. What those pictures don't tell you is the year, year and a half of time, effort, and daily energy that went into creating that. And so when we started the conversation, we were talking about relationship building. And as far as being an interior designer, it my feeling is it goes way beyond just the interior of buildings and spaces. It goes within the interior of a relationship. The I, I get close with my clients, and, and I find a lot of value in that. And lots of times when their projects are done, I don't hear from them, or they don't hear from me. And and it's fine. It's, it's, you know, it's a project-oriented industry to be in. 
Always worried about keeping current with IT? Savior Labs is an IT and web services firm that cares for your business and team. Savior Labs solves problems so you can focus on what you do best. Prepare for 2018 with a free IT assessment. Just follow the link in our show notes and enter code SAVIOR, S-A-V-I-O-R. Well, thanks to our sponsor, Savior Labs, for that. Let's continue listening in with our interview with Amanda Greaves. It's the journey. It's, it's the daily gratification that you get. And for me, a successful project, as beautiful as we want it to be at the end of the day, it may not be the most amazing kitchen design you've ever seen, but good God, did that team get along well. And, you know, if we had a problem, we'd fix it. Or Thankfully, we didn't have many problems. Client was great. We communicated. We were on time. We were on budget, give or take. You know, maybe there was a few things compromised, but to me, that's a successful project beyond what it looks like at the end. Yeah, I've also said that it seems, you know, there's when you're working in a professional services or service type business, it's not necessarily how you handle it when it goes well. That's important. Mm-hmm. But when things go badly, it's how you handle it to get it back on track. Yeah. That's critical. So I imagine you have a lot of experience from, oh my gosh, they put this in the wrong spot. They mm-hmm. did something, and a builder put something in the wrong spot. We have to deal with that. Yep. And then shepherding and counseling all of the participants through that. That's your, oh my gosh, we messed up. How do we deal with that? Yeah, I, I have been hired onto projects, whether they are just starting or they're halfway through, to actually be the liaison. A few years back, I was working on a restaurant project, and I dubbed myself the translating mediator because the concepts and the thoughts that were coming from the architect that had to be translated into what the contractors could see on site and the difference between what was on paper and what was actual physical abilities, it was like we were working in two different states, let alone the same room itself. And... As a translating mediator, yes, I was definitely involved in the design, but by the time I was involved in that project, it was more just, let's manage these personalities. Let's make sure that the architect and the contractor don't go at it in the parking lot and and kill each other. So I had to be the liaison. And for me, I found great value and I learned a lot. When I work with my contractors, instead of me coming in saying, this is supposed to be over here, and they tell me, well, it can't, and I say, well... Please tell me, educate me. Please tell me what I don't know. I want to learn. And for me as a designer, it makes me a stronger, smarter designer to work with my team as opposed to just distributing an idea right. and saying, here, go ahead and do this. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you're, you're guiding people. Mm-hmm. You know, counseling them and guiding them. So now, you've been doing this a while. What's the future hold? <laughs> Your second person to ask me that question today. That's a very good question. This inn has been, or this this hotel project that I've been working on has been, I used to dream about it when I was a little girl, how I wanted to design restaurants and hotels and just how glamorous and fun and exciting it would be to have people roam the halls of this building that Amanda Greaves designed and how wonderful. Now I roam the halls of this unbuilt hotel at night when I'm sleeping and I know every inch of that place because of the plans. And so it's, it's a very different reality from what the fantasy dream type concept was. Somebody asked me the other day, would you do another hotel? And I said, I need to get through this one first. I would love to. I think, I think my design firm 
I have some great people working with me, and they are excited about the residential aspect the same way I was years ago, but now I want to get more into a little bit more of the hospitality reign. You ask about my ability to say no to clients if I don't have the breadth. I don't have the intention of growing my business from a staffing perspective because what we have right now, we are managing and we are managing very, very well and we enjoy what we're doing and yes, there's a lot of stress involved with big projects and you know difficult clients and even wonderful clients, but I'm not building an empire that wasn't the intention. There are times where I look at my name on the door and I'm like, hmm. Like it just, I, I, I relate to it, of course, because it's my name, but I don't think that it, that's all me. So moving forward, I'm going to be here for many, many years, but I think the type of projects and the scope of projects that we do may make us a bit of an adjustment. There may be more development opportunities. So getting away from the personal residential and doing a little more development residential may be on the horizon. What would you give as advice to a young person a, get your education for the interior design because there is a lot that needs to be learned. But before any graduate of an any interior design company comes out and decides that they want to start their own company, mm-hmm. as with probably any and every industry, experience is the most valuable lesson that can ever be learned. I know what I want with my company and how I deal with my clients because I have years and years and years of practice. Mm-hmm. There will be times where... You know, as a as a young person breaking into the industry, you're not going to like what you're told to do. You're not going to want to do it. You're not going to do it right. Somebody's going to tell you that you made a mistake. You're going to be unhappy about it. But getting through those difficulties or those challenges make you stronger as an individual. It also teaches you the reasons why. And you may not know it right up front, but three years later you might say, oh, right, this is why they wanted me to format it this way because it makes it easier moving forward. So... Question things as necessary, or rather rather question, I'd say, just be very curious about everything that's around you, and don't be so quick to think that you know everything already. <laughs> because, you you know, even if there's opportunities to have owned a home or designed your own home, or yes, you've done three kitchens in, in your 50 years of being on the earth and whatnot, it's not the same as running your own business, because there's a lot of details that need to be captured. So is anything Oh, I'm sure. But um, today, today, no, I feel as if we've we've covered a lot. We've we've gone over who I am, what we do, yep. where we're going, how we got here. Thank you. Great. Okay. So, for example, one of the things Ben Nutter was talking about was he did a 3D model of, of a house he built. And so, we're actually going to have, have a picture of that with the podcast. So, that you can sort of see this uh, 3D printing that's going to be done. Great. So, just things like that. So we yeah, certainly have some of those, yeah, for sure. So, we've been talking with Amanda Greaves of Amanda Greaves and Company, and she is an interior designer. I think we're going to be. Yes. From home? Oh. Groton's no. Groton's a good hour. We just actually finished decorating some houses up in Thornton, New Hampshire, which is a good two hours from here. So, 
We are willing to travel, depending on the client, depending on the project. There are some that are just cost prohibitive for us to be involved, but then there is a lot of projects that we can do remotely and a few visits here and there, and we get it. Thank you very much for having me. You've been listening to our discussion with Amanda Greaves, an interior designer here on the North Shore of Boston. Be sure to check out our show notes where you can find out how to contact Amanda and see some of her fantastic work. We appreciate our listeners and we very much want to get feedback from you. Please look in the show notes for an opportunity to do that. We'd love to hear from you. The Edge of Innovation is brought to you in partnership with Savior Labs. Savior Labs exists to help businesses mature and strategize for the future. Learn more about Savior Labs at SaviorLabs.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Edge of Innovation, Hacking the Future of Business. For the show notes and more information about Paul, please visit paulparisi.com. The Edge of Innovation is produced by Jacob Young in conjunction with copious amounts of coffee. Music on today's episode was from bensound.com. Paul can be found on Twitter at pdparisi and on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash pdparisi. This episode, like all our episodes, is transcribed and available at paulparisi.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.